regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features show. Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that is exactly the same every single week. My name is Steve, and this week, as I am every single week, I am joined by me. Matthew Lees, I'm here every week, and I'm also joined, as always, by Log. John Blythe Log, as well you know. It's been a very, very long time since I've been in the same room recording a podcast with you, Matt Lees. I'm sure it's not your fault, although in the same time, a little voice in my head is saying it is. I know. I love you, I haven't seen you for a while, and I just can't wait to interrupt the podcast by fucking playing with your legs and arms. Well, thank you, and we will make time for that. And also, after we've made time for it, you'll still run into the time beyond that, and it will get really inappropriate. The time beyond arms and legs. I cannot wait to make this metaphysical state where I can fully embrace you in your penis. What on earth is going on on tonight's show? Well, you tell me. Fucking hell. Well, I'm going to be uh, sharing a secret about Log and his latent powers... Um, you're going to come back to that in a little bit. Stephen? I'm blowing the lid off Big Pharma once and for all. Fuck. That guy's had it too good for too long. And I'm inveigling my way into Alpha House, a house that I live near and have never seen inside. Can you do anything without inveigling? I'm going to inveigle you. You're also inveigling your way to Tesco. Inveigling (laughs) your way in... Into the GP. (laughs) If you just turn 90 degrees and just hold your arms by your sides while you walk sideways into somewhere, you're inveigling you're yourself. You're baby. And I'm going to inveigle my way around the fucking world. Well, you've inveigled your way into my heart. Well, oh, thank you. If music be oh. the food of cast, let's part. Features. The regular features. These are the episodes of the regular features podcast. Their continuing mission to find a feature worth repeating, to seek out new features and regular features, to boldly feature where no feature had featured before. Regular featured before. Regular features! Regular features! Regular features! Regular features! Regular features, regular features, I've been watching Picard. Have you guys seen the new Star Trek Picard? I have been watching the Star Trek Picard. The yeah. only bit I've seen is the bit you shared on Twitter. Yeah. Because it was, it was He's got, kind of amazing. <laughs> He's got two friends. One of them is an Irish woman. Um, her, the actress's name is Orla Brady. And I looked at her IMDb profile, and the last thing she was in was The Magical Kingdom of Leprechauns. <laughs> with, with Whoopi Goldberg. Wow. Yeah. Guinan. I've yeah. been waiting for Guinan in Picard as well. Yeah. She's fucking going to muscle herself into that one. She definitely will. Um. I I think it's it's awful. <laughs> I don't know what, what you, Picard or the Magical Kingdom of Leprechauns. <laughs> Picard, Magical Kingdom of Leprechauns is, from what I can ascertain from the IMDb synopsis, brilliant. <laughs> Orla Brady plays one of his Irish friends, who's also Romulan, which implies that at some point 
Romulans come to Earth and they settle in Ireland. <laughs> well, why not? And they probably then spend ages being like, you know, generations later being like, oh, I'm from, I'm from Romulan. I'm from Romula. County Romulo. And people are like, you're not from Romula. Like, you've, you've been in Ireland for like yeah. four generations. She calls Romulans. There's some Romulans who've done some dirty work. <laughs> she calls them cheeky feckers. <laughs> yeah. And that's like, it's such a clash of Irishness. And 24th century Romulan bants. Well, they do. They do have a weird thing. Like, I know that they've kind of... All I know about it is they've carried on from the canon that the Picard family own a, a wine a vineyard. Yeah. And he's gone back to that. What did you just call a it? A wine yard. wine yard. <laughs> Listen, I've had a few days off the booze. It's all, it's all slipping away from me. Um, and yeah... But there is this idea that I think that back on Earth, everything just becomes turbo quaint real fast. Well, he goes to Starfleet in one bit, and so he walks through... To get to Starfleet, he walks out of a doorframe where people are teleporting in and out. So instead of public transport, everyone just teleports around. But then inside Starfleet, they have escalators. <laughs> What's the deal with that? They can't just... They should be able to teleport yeah, upstairs. Escalators would be a terrible what use they, of space if, yeah. you had a, if you had teleporters. You wouldn't do that in an elevator Also, shop. like, they've already got fucking turbo lifts why would you would you wouldn't even need buildings anymore. if you can have a turbo lift in a in a what is effectively a space plane why wouldn't you have one in a building yes. where the foundations are arguably better turboscalators exactly why, why didn't they just teleport around the starship enterprise why haven't they got turboscalators why, why, in their wine yards why take a single fucking step <laughs> yeah if you want to have a slow walk teleport forward a meter every 10 seconds why even build buildings why not just have everything be a holodeck simulation why do anything yeah. oh god you've hit the nail on the head there matt <laughs> <laughs> what's the fucking point it's all made up though isn't it uh there was a scene in which picard <laughs> sees someone reading isaac asimov and says you've got an eye for the classics that's, that's yeah. how he sounds. Yeah. That's like, I never quite got into science fiction myself. <laughs> Bit rich for my blood. These flights of fancy. It'll never happen. That thing that went on to become real in the world we're living in is just fiction. Science fiction. <laughs> Fucking dumbass. Yeah. Um, so that was, that was strange. And also, they really love that he drinks Earl Grey tea. I've seen two episodes and he's had about 12 cups of Earl Grey tea. Oh yeah, and someone and Every else. time he points, every time he walks past someone else drinking Earl Grey tea, he points. Mm, a girl after my own heart. <laughs> yeah. I also love Earl Grey tea. I like watching <laughs> programs like Lucifer or Sabrina where someone says, oh, good God. And then Lucifer turns around and goes, God had nothing to do with it, darling. He's <laughs> always saying that, isn't it? Every time, per episode, the rate goes up and down, but it's never less than one. <laughs> um, that's my review of um, the first two episodes of Star Trek. I probably will continue watching the whole thing, <laughs> just not enjoying it. I do that. I've been hate-watching it. Well, not hate-watching, but it's quite nice to watch television shows that you really don't like and aren't invested in and don't think are good, because... You don't have to pay them any attention. You can shout over them. Yeah, so or like, you watching, zone out. Like, yeah, or just, if you're watching with, with someone else who is similarly disinterested in Star Trek, i.e. Stuart, the boyfriend, yeah, you can just, you can just fucking talk over it. And you're not, no, not one of you is shushing the other person like I am when he makes me watch classic Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching a lot of, uh, I watched two seasons of a television show on Netflix called Colony, which is just not very good. It's not good consistently it's got one of those things where everyone they appear to have cast because they're all a bit attractive but that's it also it's incredibly budget it's like sci-fi 
but they've done it in a way that never really requires any visual effects mm. and it's rubbish and I love it and I, I sort of watched it I actually got really annoyed in the second season because there was a period, there was a couple of episodes where it became quite exciting and actually quite good. And I was like, stop it, stop this. And then it went back to being shit again and it was like, ah. So that's my review of, of the first two seasons of Colony. If you want to look at your phone and watch TV at the same time but not really watch TV, then it's fine. Mm. Currently, that's Sabrina for me. I don't give a shit. I'll just look when you're catching oh, yeah, that spell looks to like, see the effects. Exactly. That looks like exactly the same tier of like, I don't care about this. Put it on. And that sound in the background was Steve strangling his cock into submission <laughs> and kissing the tip goodnight. Someone's got to do it, and it's not going to be me. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You squirty, birty. Ooh, squirty, squirty. You dirty, birty. And now, using my head full of phlegm sexy voice that you only get to hear twice a year, when my head's full of phlegm, it's time for my regular feature. And that is my ongoing investigations into Alpha House. Now, I did mention this a few weeks ago. I can't remember what distracted me. It was probably Big Boys or something like that. It was Big Boys. Yeah, it was Big Boys. I've, I've already feel myself going into a little bit Big Big Bam Boy. <laughs> but me, the real John Blythe, the person who is talking to you right now, in all his investigative journalist sincerity, has recently noticed that there's a house very close to his own house that he walks past every time he's going to Domino's <laughs> to save, well, just to get that 10 quid deal because why get it delivered when you can just get one big one for just a tenner? Mm. And a nice walk. Yeah, stretch your legs. Waste <laughs> stretch your legs before you fill w- them. Walk, walk off a tenth of a slice of that Fill them pizza. with carbs covered in that strange, delicious sand. Mm. It is good, the sand. You know that there's Alpha House, and you know that I've never seen in the windows because they keep the blinds down. No matter how close I get, they never raise them. Is the words, are the words Alpha House in big neon Moulin Rouge-style lights above the house? <laughs> Or uh, is it Alpha House? It's just a normal stone clad house with a plaque outside that just says Alpha House, (laughs) a foot below the number of their house. But Alpha House is backlit with a torch, with a lamp that shines upwards and downwards. So you wouldn't notice anything walking past the house except for a plaque that says Alpha House. And when you look in through the window to find out whether they are all proper alphas, <laughs> you just see um, some stickers that are of Santa Claus and some snowmen, which they haven't taken down. It's well past January the 6th. That's because taking down uh, Christmas decorations is for cucks. Yeah. So as you know now, I want to see who lives and loves in Alpha House. But to do this, I needed to use the one thing they didn't have, my brains. The last thing I want is to get spotted by three or more well-built alpha males whose powerful territorial instincts will cause them to pin me down and piss on me until I belong to them. The thought hadn't even crossed my mind. So I went to my graph paper pad, which I use for doing blueprints on in white. And I drew up a series of schemes, each more ingenious than the last. Plan one, do a little stakeout like in the film, another stakeout for 24 hours. I've been staked outside Alpha House for 15 minutes now, and I'm pretty well prepared. I've bought a lot of sandwiches, but I've already eaten most of them. I'm not even hungry. It's just staring at a house is boring as fuck when you can't see anyone in the windows. 
Just as I rip open my fifth and final sandwich, someone comes out of Alpha House. Thinking quickly, I hide behind my sandwich, holding each triangle by the right angle and dangling them in front of my eyes. I notice the slices of tomato slowly slipping out of the sandwich, which must look to them like a pair of huge bloodshot eyeballs emerging from a pair of heavy wholemeal eyelids. I try to nudge the tomatoes back in with my tongue, which, on reflection, must have looked pretty fucking horrible. I've got to hand it to myself. My disguise skills are unparalleled. But thanks to my audacious sandwich gambit, I'm none the wiser about what the strapping hunks with lovely dark head forearms who live in Alpha House look like. So, yeah. Didn't work. Mm, Luckily, I had more plans up my sleeve. Nice. Plan two, go down the fucking chimney. I decided a better way to find out who lives in the house would be to get in there myself. And what is the door you cannot lock? The chimney! This was going to take prep. So I painted the side of my Citroen Picasso with the phrase, Jonathan Blythe, Chimney Inspector. I was stood there proudly admiring my work when my dog walked up to me and said, Aren't you supposed to be undercover? <laughs> so, so I scratched my name off with my key and quickly replied, Yes, I know that actually. And th- but then it occurred to me, all on my own, without my dog helping, that it might be suspicious having your chimney inspected by someone completely out of the blue. This was a real stumper, but I'd already, but I'd already painted my car, so I was on it, because I got a law degree. First, I downloaded a picture of a chimney, and then drew a tick, a cross, and a question mark over it. Underneath, I wrote, Thank you for arranging for me to go in your chimney to see if it is okay. Please, any noises, please ignore any noises I make unless I am shouting, help, I am stuck. Yours sincerely, Jonathan Blythe, which I scribbled out again before my dog saw, your local chimney inspector. So, I got stuck in the chimney because there were birds everywhere and one of them started pecking my feet and my arms were by my side and every time I opened my mouth, cobwebs went in. So I shouted, help, I am stuck, just as an eagle started pulling my hair out for its nest, and eventually the residents of Alpha House yanked my legs out and asked me if I was okay. I was so embarrassed, I couldn't look them in the face, so I still don't know what they look like. <laughs> Worst of all, I left my bindle and stick full of sandwiches in their hallway. Gutted. <laughs> my third plan was to observe them by sitting in the corner of their ceiling like a Spider-Man. I decided the best way to spy on them would be to dress in a magnolia onesie and hide in the ceiling corner like a kind of neutral coloured Spider-Man. Mm. <laughs> the kind of coloured Spider-Man that no one would love as such, but most importantly, the kind of coloured Spider-Man that wouldn't put any prospective buyers off buying your house. <laughs> but first, I had to get in, so I put on my brick wall onesie and stood by their front door. They didn't come out for over 15 minutes, so by the time they did, I'd eaten a lot of sandwiches. (laughs) I don't like crusts, because who does? So I started off by dropping them at my feet. After a couple of minutes, ducks started congregating around my legs, so I started throwing the bread further and further away. This This just made more ducks arrive. 
and they must have been really meticulous about chewing because the ones at my feet weren't fucking off. <laughs> After a minute, there was a thick line of ducks leading directly to me. This looked bad. I had to think. <laughs> I tried to get the ducks to disperse by throwing a little line of bread 40 degrees to my left and right. When the door opened, I had a perfect, elegant duck arrow pointing directly <laughs> at me. What a bunch of anatine snitches. <laughs> the, their dog came out first. I saw it in my peripheral vision. Rook, a crew! He barked. I stared straight ahead, terrified. Luckily, my brick wall onesie is discovery-proof for up to five seconds of scrutiny. <laughs> So I had the chance to run away. <laughs> One of the residents says, Quick, our house is running away. <laughs> but five seconds just kicked in, and they said, Oh, it's the sandwich guy. <laughs> I was becoming too predictable. I needed to switch to wraps. <laughs> For my final plan, I had to go deep undercover. I had to go full alpha myself. So I posted a letter through their door, and this is what it said. Hey, alpha buds. It's your old-time frat banter pal, Chad Moneyball. I'm going to chug you guys through the hoop like we did on Route 66 the day the music died. I will visit on the stroke of midnight tonight, so make sure you have a brewski on the down low. But just a warning, though, I've been in a carb-loading phase for two years now, so my abs will be covered in a nice, soft form of muscle. Be there, or devour a Beta Cook's flabby wang. I had a bit of a cold coming on, so um, I slung back a bottle of Night Nurse, figuring that eight doses of a famously sedative painkiller are better than one. <laughs> and I took a Caesar wrap with me, just so they'd know that I wasn't the sandwich guy. <laughs> the last thing I remember before I entered a kind of chemically induced fugue state was trying to start a game of beer pong with a painting and telling everyone I'd just invented beer pong squash. <laughs> and convincing everyone how much fun it was and then the soft carpet fell in my mouth while I explained that I'd been bought here by the Alpha House sign and I would never be satisfied until I had the piss of the denizens of Alpha House upon me until I was fully owned by them absolute nonsense never even thought of it before it's, it's amazing what you say when you've necked some night nurse so I went there this morning and the Alpha House sign had disappeared I mean the house was there, but there was no sign that said Alpha House. I guess there can only be one Alpha House, and another house had won the accolade in a very sexy competition. I still see the people I met that night, but who gives a fuck about them beta cooks? The mystery of who lives in Alpha House will never be solved, and I am less of a man for it. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank Trusted. you for that log. And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. The times I thought Big Farmer was a large man who worked on a farm. <laughs> One, at the office. During a conversation about insulin, a colleague told me that the price was fixed by Big Farmer, and I nodded along as though I knew what they were on about. When I got home, I googled how big farmers can get, but couldn't find much information. The next day, I asked my colleague how big the largest farmer who ever lived was, but they didn't seem to understand the question. Two, on a train. 
On a train, I overheard a couple discussing clinical trials for new drugs, and the woman said that Big Pharma suppresses data <laughs> from medical meta-studies that don't support the results they want to publish. I leaned over to the woman and asked, <laughs> is that the same Big Pharma who's also fixing insulin prices? And she said, yeah, it's awful, isn't it? I nodded solemnly and got off at my station. <laughs> Three, at home. While watching television, a guest on a talk show went off on a tangent about vaccine research, saying that a lot of government funding goes directly into the pockets of greedy big farmer <laughs> who takes the money to spend on marketing. I called the station and asked to be put through to the show because I had important information about what big farmer was up to, but they refused to let me speak on air. Four, on a date with my wife. While on a dinner date with my wife, the conversation turned to healthcare reform. She said that as long as the Republicans controlled the House, the United States would never adopt a single-payer system. I put down my fork and said, Big Pharma. <laughs> and my wife nodded in agreement. Five, while driving. Driving through the countryside, I heard a doctor on the radio say that antibiotic resistance was on the rise because of the overprescription of cheap-to-supply medicines by Big Pharma. <laughs> well, that was the last straw. I stopped my car next to a field of crops and climbed over the fence where I found a man in a red check shirt holding a pitchfork and jabbing at a big pile of hay. Excuse me, I said. Are you Big Farmer? <laughs> he patted his tummy and chuckled. Well, I suppose I have put on a little winter weight. Big enough for me, buddy, I said, as I grabbed him by the straps of his dungarees. Now you listen here. I want you to stop jacking up the price of insulin. Okay, he said. And I want you to promise to release all the data from the clinical trials. Okay, I promise, he said. And I want you to stop funneling government cash into your marketing operations. All right, he said. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine, I said. Just don't, don't do it again. Hello and welcome to the feature of the week with me week matt um a lot of people might not know that log is a big condiment boy he loves it um i've seen him many times and i've mentioned on the podcast many times just eating condiments uh from the little sachets that they have in pub on pub tables as just snacks four condiments are enough that's yeah. my motto just squeezing like a sachet of whatever you can get your hands on straight into your mouth doesn't matter how how much it is literally vinegar can i recommend Mint sauce and mustard, two sachets, one either side. Feel it in each cheek, mix it on the tongue. <laughs> mm. See, mm. I, I love it. I love it. Um, like the tongue is like a capricious diner at a buffet. It's a, it's a, it's a wet poultice. I imagine it more like a motel room. Like, mm. you know, meet, oh, he's got all the food. meet me on the tongue yeah. at nine. There's, there's free ice and a parking lot close to your room. <laughs> On my tongue. I think that's why they go. People go to motels. As <laughs> a parking lot, we can use it, you know. Well, close to the room and a uh, and free ice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's <laughs> the two reasons. You're quite right. So, but th people might not know is the thing. People know that everyone knows that. But do people know that your relationship log with sauces and condiments has become so intense now that you can actually hear the thoughts of condiments. Well, I'm attuned to them. Yeah. Uh, I think commonly you're known as the Sauce Whisperer. I wouldn't give myself that title, but if it's bestowed upon me... He talks to Hoisin. The Sauce whispers in his ears. 
So this is uh, log. I've got a surprise for you. What you're gonna have to do? Gonna, is this gonna be like this is your life? But there's just loads of fucking condiments in the audience. Yeah, yeah, it is. So <laughs> the way this is gonna work is we are gonna blindfold you now, Steve. Oh. If you could be so good as to blindfold log. Okay. We are going to hold Scotchy blindfold a series of um, a series of different condiments just at the side of your temple, and that will be enough for you to be able to hear the actual condiment talking to you directly. Now, obviously, uh, Stephen and myself won't be able to hear anything while this is happening, uh-huh. but we have actually fitted a device. If you could just put that on, it's like the kind of paper clip with the bits on, Steve, with the kind of the microchip and the light. Yep, yeah. you just slide that into the side. Oh, squelchy clips. It's it all is, very it, wet. It has to be because it has to kind of interface. It, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like the paste you put underneath those electrical things exactly. that, make, that you mm. exercise without moving. I hope you don't commune with the paste. If, if people want to find out more about the technology, then they can listen to, uh, you know, some Go, of the podcasts that deal with that stuff. Theverge.com. The yeah, The Verge has a great podcast about this sort of thing. But um, yeah, we're just going to get on using it. So you at home will be able to hear the sources. And then um, after he's listened to the source for a, for a minute or two, a log's going to have to try and identify which source or condiment that it was. Wouldn't it be, it be easy be for me walking. if they're whispering to me? Well, it should be, yeah. yeah. That's the okay. thing. But it's just it's just showing people at home that you can do this. It's okay, a thing. cool, cool, cool. It's proving. Um, it's like when they get Yuri Geller to um, to psychically read a picture. Yuri Geller doesn't go, well, it's gonna be, that's really easy for me to do. Why am I doing this? <laughs> no, he, he, <laughs> oh, he goes in and sort of, uh, you know. Well, I'm, I'm really getting some. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Why would you ask me to do something so, like, painfully easy? <laughs> I'm bored. This I'm is bored. boring. Why is this even a TV show? This thing I can do. So yeah, if you could just slide your uh, blindfold back down again, Log, and we're going to begin in... Who's turn the lights out? <laughs> Classic. Um, and Steve, I'm going to hand you the first condiment. If you could mm. just place that against uh, Log's temple, and we'll just both be very quiet now so that the equipment can attune. I'm eggy and I'm spicy. I'm such an oily treat. Cloying and picante. I'm good with hammer cheese. Squeeze top bullshit does the job, but I'm a unique breed. I'm dirty and you want me, I want to fuck your feet. I'm dirty and you want me, I want to fuck your feet. What was it? So, Log, do you have any idea what condiment we were holding to your temple there? Because you, you, you have, did you receive any messages from it? I'm getting flying goose sriracha. Flying goose sriracha. Yeah, no, that's that's correct. It's kind of a sriracha. It has got another element to it, though. Okay. Is it with garlic? It's got some mayonnaise in it. Mayonnaise. Mm. I knew it yeah. was something. But you were pretty close. It was. It was. You got the right. You got the right brand. So I mean, I'll, I'll give you that. Very much the garlic they're, of chickens. Very. There's, there's four different coloured tops in the flying goose range. Mm. Okay. Uh, should we try um, condiment number two? Yeah. Okay. Oh, 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 baby, I'm vinegar. Oh, 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 I'm vinegar. I'm a special kind of vinegar, like napalm but for veg. I'm a special kind of vinegar, wrap me on your feet and legs. Oh, 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 oh. You look like you were concentrating a lot during that one, Log. Did you, oh. did you hear anything? It was not, it was... What was that noise? I, it may have been one of the condiments under the blanket. I'm very sorry. Well, I've maybe. eaten the sriracha. Did the, <laughs> did, the, the, did the condiments say anything particularly unusual to you or I'm anything notable? I was seeing floating peppercorns and maybe something, a little bit of pepper and some chilies. I think it's pickling vinegar. No, no, it's not It's not pickling vinegar, but it is, mm. it is a type of vinegar, yeah. Oh. 
It's actually a balsamic glaze. Oh, I you thought were, you said spicy. No, no, I, di- I didn't say anything. Um, I was talking to the fucking vinegar, Matt. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's just the vinegar is in front of me and you know how it is. Um, okay, are you ready for the next condiment? Yeah, go on then, whatever. Here we go. Tart, 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 I'm a little tart. Sweet, 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 I'm a sweet treat. You squeeze me from a bottle, you squeeze me from your meats. If I had some hands and arms, I'd love to squeeze your feet. Well, what, what condiment do you think that might have been like? The last thing that I felt on my feet was barbecue sauce. Feet? What are you, what are you talking about feet for? Oh, it's, sorry. Um, I just went paddling recently and I was just, you just got, got, confused, yeah. got confused between that and the last meal I ate. Mm. Condiments don't really have anything to do. Yeah, no, it's a bit weird. You know, but you know when you've been to one of those burger joints and they have the, like the ten different bottles in front of them. Yeah, I just reminds me of swimming. It reminds me of swimming. It reminds me of, it reminds oh yeah, no, fair enough. Yeah, like when they got the, when you yeah. get the, the feel of the swimming pool water between your toes. Yeah, no, sure. Mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think it's barbecue sauce. Yes, it is. Oh, it's barbecue sauce. Yeah. I think, sorry, I think your barbecue sauce. <laughs> oh, thanks, babe. Well, my barbecue sauce. <laughs> All right, next condiment. Mustard, it's me, Mustard. I am willing to monzo your 15 pounds if you let me look at your feet. Mustard, it's me, Mustard. What was that one, Log? Do you think you know what this is? I'm sorry, I'm just um, I'm entirely preoccupied with my feet at the minute. What? It's like, what are you this? sure this is, this is, this is on my head? Yeah, I just, this, I was getting yellow. Okay, yellow. So yeah. immediately I thought I'd pissed my feet. Right. But, I think, but then, <laughs> okay, I'm just bringing it back up together and focusing on the words. Yeah, good. Because I is, was this getting the word of, mustard a lot. Yep. I think it's mustard. It is mustard. Yeah, mm. you're, you're bang on. Um, let's just keep it keep it condiment here because this, this is a source based feature today. Um, okay, next one. This is an interesting one. See how you get on with this. Cubs, I'm cubs, I'm cubs, I'm cubs, I'm cubs, cubs, I'm cubs, I'm cubs, I'm liquid cubs, 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 now put me on your plate, now put me on your plate, I wanna see your feet, don't let me, 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 let What's that one, Log? Any ideas, Log? What do you think? Is it saying anything to you? Is it speaking to you? Can you hear anything? Because we're sitting here in perfect silence, just to reiterate the format. Waiting. I'm sorry. I was lost, lost in it. last night's dreams. Yeah, no, this is a tricky one. This is bread sauce. Oh. So You've... it's not really a condiment. It was more of a... I just oh, wanted to... That's not fucking... That's, wanna, not that's, a, that's a side. I wanted to... Of course I couldn't t- understand it. I know, all right? It was a test. Yeah, it wasn't even a sachet. I had it in a little uh, ramekin. Yeah, it was... Who ever fucking heard of it? If you can't get it in a sachet, it's not a condiment. Okay, well, that's, that's <laughs> fair. That's coming a powder sachet, I think. Oh, yeah, you just need to... Yeah, That's milk. I just wanted to see the lemon sip comes in a powder sachet. Yeah, would you oh. call lemon sip a condiment? Would you? Could be. It's not a good one, but you know, yeah. um, if you're a coward. Liquid carbs is oh. smash. I feel bad now. I feel bad because I feel like this next one's in a similar vein. But mm. I just want to test the remits of this. All right, I just want to see where the line is. Okay, so let's just move on to the next one. Dog, could you put your shoes back on? Yeah. That no. Would be, that would be great. I mean, I know oh, people actually, can't yeah. hear it, but give me you... a few more of those sachets, and I'll just put my shoes back on. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, let's do the Shoes are back on. Okay. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. 
Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. It's time to let me smell your feet. Do you know what sauce, what kind of sauce that might be, Log? It sounds like it. it's a morning sauce. Mm. I think that recently bereaved sauce. <laughs> what? Just, sorry, I was just the sauce you that you eat at funerals, yeah, right? Yeah. A morning sauce, and that is tomato ketchup, the sauce that looks most like the blood of the deceased. I'm afraid it's actually cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce. Yeah. Mm. Never mind. You've got barbecue sauce coming out of the eyelets of your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I should maybe loosen them. I don't want to lose any sauce. Loosen you the can lenses. sort your shoes out after we've done this feature. Mm. Just, just, just focus on condiments for now, can we? Okay. Okay. Next one. I got an olive in me. I got a fish in me. I got a chili in me and a tomato. In my pocket, I've got sixteen pound in cash. Can I have a photograph of your toes? Have these sources ever been to wikifeet.com? Because what, my what feet you, are on there. What, what are you? How can a source go onto a website? Log? Well, strap yourself to a fingertip. And whisper to your host. Okay. <laughs> if I was a sachet of condiments who wanted to get all over my feet, that's where I'd go. Mm. Do you know what the sauce is, Log? I'd really rather just keep moving forward with this. You're getting a little bit odd. Um, I've already forgotten everything he said except for the stuff about the feet. So I'm just going to have a wild stab and say it's candles. It's, it's not candles. It was Patanesca sauce. Again. Okay. Um... That's there, it. He did say olives. I remember yeah, now. Yeah. That, hmm, yeah. yeah. Not very spicy. Not very spicy at all. Dip things in me. I'm orange and sweet. I'm not very spicy at all. I'm mild enough for the sensitive bits. So rub me on your gooch and you between your toes. I'm not very spicy. I'm orange and sweet. I'm not very spicy at all. This is my old friend. It's, it's acted as a lube for me many times. This is sweet chilli sauce. It is. It's fucking sweet chilli sauce. He's got it. He's mm. got it. Bang. And now well, it's the know, final one. I know the ones I know. It. They're my friends. Okay, now this one is, again, a little bit of a tricky one. But if you listen very carefully to what it has to say, I believe you can do this, Log. This is another fringe case, but I think if you listen hard, okay. you'll get this. Well, I only <laughs> have to listen because I'm already hard. I don't relish the opportunity to be smarmy and smug. But really, I'm hardly a sauce. Well, if you're in a jam, Mrs. Balls, I suppose you may as well call me a chutney. Providing you promise that after you're done, you'll take off both those shoes and fuck me. Mm. Oh. Do you know... That looked like a loud sauce. Do you know what this, it is? It's quite flavorful. Do you know what kind of condiment this is? Well, it sounds. It's between the the jam you spread on your bread to preserve mm. chutney, not a sauce. Mm. I the only thing I can think of that's anything like it is squirtable semen. No, it's it's <laughs> actually prick chutney. Oh, close mm. baby chutney. No, we. <laughs> Don't bring baby nuts into this conversation. <laughs> Are we out of sources? We've, we've. I mean, Log. Well, no, I fucking we, know I am. We had, uh, we actually had some more to go through, but Log took off the blindfold a while ago and started just rubbing them all on his feet. Mm. And I don't really want to stop him because he's, he's quite 
big. It placates me. It, it has you has calmed down. You a have lot. appeased me for two minutes. <laughs> Let's have an ad break. <laughs> Just one more feature. Give it to me. Delicious ice cream. God, I'm sorry, you're recording. From Italy. If you like the Regular Features podcast, you go to patreon.com forward slash regular features. Have a little look, have a little read, consider the pros and cons of supporting us on Patreon. Steve, isn't this blackmail? No, all they have to do is look at it. He hasn't asked them to do anything other than consider the pros and cons, Matt. Okay, fine. Well, please do that so the podcast can continue next week. Mm. I'd like to shout out some of the people who have done just that and weighed up the options and decided... The best thing they could do is give us some support. Disco Stew. Do you want me to respond to them? Janssen and Stephen Patton. I have no limits to my gratitude (laughs) for everything that Stephen Janssen, Pempadutu, and the other guy. (laughs) (laughs) They will live on in your memory for a long time. No, thank you, Janssen, Stephen, and Disco Stew, which I don't think is your name. Your name may be Stuart. I'd also like to shout out Deng Screbby. <laughs> oh, baby. He's Sorry. given us... Let me do a dirty noise. <laughs> Deng Screbby. $4.20. Oh, wow. Which is the drugs number. It nice. is. Thank you, Deng Screbby. Yeah. No, not nice. Nice is 69 If someone gives us $69, then you can say nice. Until then... What you do you say, say to 420 you got to say... Dank, dank, dank on my brother. <laughs> Please be dank. Bring me them nugs, because it' about to get dank in here. <laughs> that's drugs, right? Yeah, that's drugs. Yeah. If anyone signs up and gives us sixty nine cents oh, under no. the name Doctor Dank Nugs, <laughs> we won't know how to respond to you next week. <laughs> we we don't do drugs. We are Christian, and we love. Lord Jesus Christ. That's the only kind of high I like to get. Mm. High up in heaven. Jesus. How are you? With our Lord and Saviour. Who died on the cross for your sins. Tune in next week. We'll be back with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Your hoisin sources, that is. (laughs) 